If you ever hear that song in the evening, um, send Ray an email. It's called Morning Song, Jess Ray. <laughs> so out of place. <laughs> I use that as my morning song so many times, too, to start my day. <laughs> it's Rise and Stein here on Friday, a special Friday as we welcome in 5780 in the Hebrew calendar. The Jewish New Year starts at sundown on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ray Haynes is in teaching on the feast. This will all be part of the podcast on the brand new More Music app. You can get it at your app store. Two people are doing that right now. We can actually see you downloading cool. it. Cool. <laughs> we, we can actually see you yeah. through your phone. No, we can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm staying right there. I, I, I am kidding. Uh, as we continue in talking about this new year and what Rosh Hashanah, the new year, is all about, this is part two. Well, we have the trumpets. Oh, we do have again, because I, I messed up. I wasn't plugged into the internet. Okay, so do you want to do you want to talk about the sound of the shofar? So those these are the three sounds in a row that we were just talking about a few minutes ago, which is again it's looking at the voice of God, either for comfort or for uh, encouragement or for alarm. Tekiah shivarim etruah. These are not uh, warning sounds. Uh, if you're There's not a tornado. This is not an emergency. <laughs> this, this is a shofar. This is a shofar. So if you're in Israel, you'd hear that a lot on Sunday. Yes. <laughs> Hundreds of those. Yes. Which uh, would make for a, a rather uh, uh, painful... If you ever go to a service where there's a hundred of that, it's like, ah! <laughs> well, Leanna loved it. <laughs> Le- Le- Leanna said... Well, I thought the Lord was coming right then. He's there. coming back. <laughs> but it's a, it's a neat thing. It's a very cool thing. And, of course, uh, representative of the voice of God uh, mm. speaking to you, which is very, very important. So for the Jews, uh, Rosh Hashanah does not begin until you hear that sound. Mm. That sum, sums it up. Okay, so part two, now that we've got done with part one and a half. Uh, the Feast of Trumpets also kicks off the days, the ten days of awe, which are days for us to repent and humble ourselves in his presence. So Adam and Eve made it to day ten when they brought sin into the perfect world, were tossed out of the garden. That day is now Yom Kippur. God had a plan to fix their sins, failure, and rebellion, which would also fix all of ours. He created feasts to prepare the people for two things, his first and his second coming. Mm. So at his first coming, he fulfilled the spring feasts, not only to the day, but to the very hour. The fall feast initiates God's judgment and reward for mankind. It's good. It's bad. It's good. It's bad. Uh, they mark the beginning of the tribulation, the rapture, and the second coming. It reminds us to lift up our voices like a trumpet to bring in a harvest of souls. So, you know, as you hear those sounds of the shofar, they kind of stay right there in your mind. You, they, you don't look off and do something else. They're very present. So that, again, what we need to be in the world. The Jews obviously don't celebrate the first coming of Jesus during the spring feast, uh, but they do believe the fall feasts will mark the judgment of the world. Mm. Rosh Hashanah is also called the day of remembrance and the day of judgment. They believe it's a time when God determines the fate of all creation for the year ahead. So they're given 10 days, these are the days of awe or the awesome days, to repent before their fate is sealed on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. 
Now, obviously, with Jesus, we have a much better deal. My dear children, this is First uh, John, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, mm-hmm. we have an advocate, mm-hmm. all right? With the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one, he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. That speaks specifically to this day. And not only for ours, but for the sins of the whole world. So again, they're reminding us that this is something as God has now opened up, not just to the Jews, for the Gentiles as well. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. So as Christians, we are born again because of Jesus. Every day is our day of atonement, and that's a pretty good deal. We have a new destiny, a new eternity that are determined by our relationship with Jesus. As we repent of our sins, put our faith in Jesus, he saves us by grace through faith. Mm. That's uh, obviously if you get to go to Israel at any point and you, you see the, the pursuit and the striving in their hearts to so reach God. But, of course, they've missed the Messiah, which means they can't. So it's, it'll burden your hearts for them forever. Mm-hmm. Now, because we do still sin, we need an advocate. First John 1 John 1.9 says this, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all right, unrighteousness. So the days of awe are actually just a wonderful picture of confession and repentance that leads to forgiveness, which is available to us every day so we can live out the hope we have in Jesus. It's crucial in our lives. These 10 days are about focusing on your choices and how they determine our destiny. Leviticus 10.11 says, distinguish between the holy and the unholy, between the unclean and the clean. So every time we repent, literally, we're turning around, turning away from a sin that we're committing. So we're literally changing our destiny by changing our direction. So even though there's a kind of a huge difference there, how we would celebrate it and the Jews would, these 10 days help set the course for our year. The choices we make, the decisions we choose, these 10 days for me are like a preview of the year ahead or a snapshot of the trends. Watch it very closely, and I'll come back on Yom Kippur, the, right, the day before Yom Kippur when it begins, and we'll talk about all this. What you conquer now impacts your entire year ahead. The decisions Mm -hmm. count so much more now. So when I come back, here's just a quick preview of Yom Kippur. It's a day of total fasting, rest, which means absolutely no work, and prayer. And it's a complete fast, too. It's the only holiday that fasting is explicitly commanded by the Lord. He says, you shall afflict your souls. That doesn't mean punish yourself, but humble yourself. The Jews wear white or burial clothes, I think, which is one of our favorite things the first time we were in Israel was to go down to the wall on Rosh Hashanah and and watch them all, which have been coming in black every single day and all in white. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Why do they do that? They're going to live all day as if they were dead. Mm -hmm. They're fasting. That's their death clothes. So it's humbling yourself before God and reminder that you are mortal. We need that reminder. Now, it's also a day, Rosh Hashanah is, when the prophetic calendar flips on the year ahead. So I'm going to take a real in-depth look at what happens in the biblical year of 5780. What do these numbers mean to us? The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel. Say to them, The feast of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations. convocations, Sorry. These are my feasts, which you shall proclaim at their appointed times or in their seasons. So time isn't flowing along randomly. We're on a journey to somewhere with a purpose. We're told in Jeremiah 31, set up signposts, make landmarks, set your heart toward the highway, the way in which you went. Turn back, O virgin Israel. Turn back to these, your cities. So these feasts, look at them as markers on the road. The Sabbath every week reminds us that God is our rest. So every week we got to stop and ask, am I resting or am I striving? The Feast of Unleavened Bread, Passover, and the Feast of First Fruits is 
our salvation from sin. The Feast of Weeks or Pentecost is he empowers us. The Feast of Trumpets, this one, Rosh Hashanah, he is our Father and the breath inside of us. The Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, judgment is coming. Obey, proclaim, take that, the reality of that. And the Feast of Tabernacles, he's preparing a place for us, which means the best is yet to come. So these feasts are a very cool shadow of Christ. The earthly Jewish temple was a shadow of the temple in heaven. Jesus is that temple. In the same way that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit here on earth, we're the hands and feet of Jesus on the earth. So these feasts, as Gentiles, are part of us. These feasts were given to the Jews so that they could recognize Jesus as their Messiah. They all point to Jesus. Well, many Jews saw and followed Jesus, or we would not have the Bible. But the Jewish nation as a whole missed it. So Romans 11 says this, If some of the branches, speaking of the Jews, are, were broken off, and you, though a wild olive shoot, were grafted in among the others, and now share in the nourishing root of the olive tree, do not be arrogant toward the branches. Jesus revealed himself to Gentiles as well, to us. Which means these feasts are also connected to us. They mark us with the fragrance of Jesus. Our daily lives are supposed to be an extension of the feasts that point the juice to Jesus. The heart and the message of these feasts should always be enlivening us because they're revealing Christ or revelations of him. So the feasts are living testimonies of what he did and is doing in us. They're so much more than history. They are literally our story. Mm. Victory 91.5. It's Reisenstein. Ray Haynes in. Teaching on the feasts today. It's Rosh Hashanah. The year 5780, it'll be on the blog. Get your more music app and don't miss a thing.